All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another Learning Tech Talks, where we are living at the intersection of business technology and the human experience. I'm looking forward to this. Today, we are going, I say that every time, but I really do look <laughs> forward to these conversations every single week. And today, we're going to be talking about the intersection of social media, augmented reality, and the human experience. So the human experience layer is still in there, but I'm actually really looking forward to this because with everything going on, there's so much going on about with, with AI and all these other things. And so I'm actually looking forward to having a conversation that isn't necessarily focused on AI and really focuses on immersive technology, which I think was getting some really good traction. And then when the AI boom hit, it kind of fell off the conversation. So to join me in this, I've got Luis Contreras and he's the founder of, well, you tell people who you are, Luis, and then we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, first, Christopher, thank you for having me on. I, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm the CEO and founder of Yuan. Yuan is a platform that we've been working on for the last couple of years. We're really excited to launch. You know, we're, we're building a way for people to connect. We, we like to think that we're the missing link you know, to make social media a little bit more personal uh, personal, and to be able to connect with people live at events. And I think that's kind of like what's been missing, right? Social media is a good way yeah. to be distracted when you're at home. Um, yeah, it's been very isolating. Ironically, social media, the fact it's social in nature has always been a very isolating thing. It was something you did by yourself versus in community with others. Yeah, and, and you know, with, with our social media platform, and I'll start off, start off there, uh, we're excited because you're able to think about it like dropping a pin on your favorite moments or your favorite locations. When you want to have somebody see maybe a park, right? You go to a theme park and you want to have them see it through your eyes or you're a food critic and you're going to go to uh, a food stand and it's not necessarily like a location that you could recommend people to, right? It's going to be like, oh, yeah. well, like right, right in the middle of the street, there's this taco. <laughs> you know, I mean, we can all think of these things. You go to, I mean, I just think of, I grew up in a small town, but you know, as I've been in other cities, you go to like, I'm thinking like a farmer's market where you get an amazing something and you're trying to tell somebody, no, it's like over on the <laughs> corner. I don't, it's really hard to explain to people where that is. Cause it's, but it's a really important part of the human experience. And, and to be able to connect with, you know, your users, to be able to connect with your followers, the, the possibilities there, well, that's what we're super excited about. We actually just partnered with, uh, with Hopix and Hopix does the homeless outreach uh, and they also do elderly care, bad women for Los Angeles. So a lot of community outreach and they had this homeless connect okay. and uh, they invited us to the event. And it was, it was a, to see the community there and to see, the way that these different organizations are, are trying to do their outreach, talking to a lot of the different uh, vendors there. And they were saying, you know, a lot of the times it's like <clears throat> when you're trying to do these public outings, trying to get people the exact location, because you might be located in a, in a park in the middle of the park or on campus. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, so it, it gives you definitely the possibility there, but then we're working with their street team, right. For, for the live, when they give, uh, have the, the food giveaways and, and when they have other little events to provide aid, but then when we take it a step further, we think about what happened in Maui and we're saying, well, what if the city has this right? And now you need to give yeah. them, you have resources available during an emergency and you could drop a pin anywhere and just share it on your social media. And we're, we're building this thing with a bookmark feature. So you could have whatever you're going to say if you're at a casino, because we mapped out casinos, and you're able to map out the casino bookmark it. So when you're there, you can find out, hey, these are all the restaurants available. The yeah. other side of this is like, I don't have to download 50 apps, right? One-time use apps and you can delete. It gives you the flexibility to search a name, say, oh, they are on the U1 app. And now, because this is their social media page, just like another Instagram or Facebook. And it, Well, uh, and I think just, before, before we get too much into the features, because I think for folks who may be listening to this, I think... One of the reasons that I was excited to have you on here was one, because I see so much potential in the future of immersive technology and enhancing the human experience. And I think this is one of the things where you hear debates in the space around, well, you know, are we becoming too disconnected from reality type of thing? And what you're doing, I think, in many ways is a perfect example of enhancing human experience with technology, because for those who may not be familiar 
with the platform and the tool that you're putting together, it really is a way to contextualize experiences when you go places and when you go do things. And we've all can relate to that situation. I just think of, you know, the example we, we talked about there, we'll, we'll use Disney because you brought that up that, you know, you, you walked Disney and you mapped out the Disney theme park. And I can only imagine myself if I were to take all nine of us, <laughs> which people ask if we've ever been to Disney. And my answer is like, yeah, right. No, like going to the, going to Disney for us. But if we ever did, I know how confusing and overwhelming that experience would be. And so being able to say, okay, but what if there was something that made it easier, that made it easier for me to find things, to locate things, to do that in community with other people, that's extremely powerful in enhancing an experience that may already have been really extraordinary, but actually made it better. You know, it, it helped out in so many ways. Being there and seeing it live and, you know, I, I go with my daughter to Disneyland um, all the time. But when I went to the theme park in uh, Orlando, trying to get information. So the first thing is that you're going to be able to get the same information you need in a uniform look, right? Because you're going to be able to say, okay, I just swipe over and I see the collection of restaurants, rides. Every time I go somewhere, it's like, it's, it's the same way, a uniform look that I just, instead of having to try to figure out the new app on how do I get there. And the other thing was, yeah. That streamlining the user Twitter. experience in that. Because to your point, could you do things like this before? And for people who may not be familiar with what we're talking about, definitely, what's the easiest place to find information about what you're doing? Is it your Kickstarter? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Kickstarter okay. definitely shows we have on there. And um, So if you look up you on Kickstarter, those of you who watch or listen to it, go, go flip open another browser tab because we all know everybody's multitasking in 2023 anyway. So, yeah. you know, do that and go to it. Because you'll see what we're talking about, which is really a social platform that allows you to visually see the world around you, but then also get guidance and direction on this, which to your point, do other apps have some of this stuff in it? Yes. But the problem is you got it to your point. You'd have to have 300 apps. You'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to this location. I got to download a new app, figure out the new user experience, figure yes. out all this other stuff. It's not in community with other people. So you can't see like, well, what have other people found interesting and what are the trending things that, you know, really are cool where I am right now type of a thing. And, and it's so funny the way that we built it, it kind of just points you in the right direction. And being that you have like, say like when I, when I have the stroller in one hand, I can't go step by step, but if I need to, I have the option to open it in maps. So you have like, okay, okay. I, don't, I know which way to walk. There we go. I get the guidance there. I can have the phone in my pocket because I just want to be pointed in the right direction. And then if I okay. do need the step-by-step -step in the same screen, I have the map view and it opens up the map for me. But then we talk about the user to user. So now the other side of it that we're really excited and you, the networking side of it, we all go to these events, right? And they're like having you wear name tags. And then sometimes there's no name tags and you see people that are by, uh, you know, the bar and people are networking. You just want to connect. Well, we're making it easier. We're going to be able to, have you know when there is a networking event that's happening around your area, <clears throat> you could, you know, subscribe to it and say, yeah, I want, to, I want to join in. When you get there, you could put that same information, right? And it'll be displayed with like a dot that shows the information and tells you what categories of line of work that people work in live. Okay. So like, that's where the human, like the actual connection goes. And this is like a dream. Just so you know, <laughs> this is like a dream for me because when it comes to, social, especially group things. I struggle tremendously with this. Like I, these kind of one-on-one -on -one conversations, you put me on a zoom call, whatever. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I show up at a networking event with 500 people. I'm the dude in the back with his hood up, like sitting quietly in the corner, mm -hmm. hoping nobody actually in interacts. And it's largely just because I struggle with even knowing how to get things started. And I think this point of like, these are the people around you. Here's some information about them that gives you some things to talk about and actually encourages you to go, oh, you know, now I'm not feeling weird being like, what's your name? Like, what do you do? You're not going through some of these basic things. Yeah. But you can actually start to connect with people on a human level faster, 
rather than going through the usual, just like, oh, you're Luis, you're the founder of this, you do that. Like you can get that and then jump into, well, why did you start this company type of a thing right off the bat? And, and it makes it really interesting because, you know, you might have somebody that's just there to accompany a friend, right? But then you, and then you're looking for particular people within this event and now you have access to that. And it, they know one thing is that you know that they want to be talked to because they're just turning on their status and they're <laughs> participating. Right, you got the person right? who has their AirPods on and turned off, and you're like, nope, they're not on the app because they don't want to be disturbed. But that person does. Yeah, and and at this time, I be, I believe that you know we're all looking for that connection. You know, I'll yeah. go back to what the general surgeon said that there is a like five months ago. He's talking about the loneliness epidemic. People are striving really? for that human connection. And not only that, yeah. but like this, this tool is so powerful because you can use it for networking, <clears throat> you can use it for dating, you know, and, and the people that tried out the beta when we, we did the, the dating, they go, it's very powerful because it gives you the ability to say, look, I'm here to talk to people. I turn on my status. The people that come up to me have a general interest. We either match or we don't, right? So, so then you have people in the LBGTQ community that are like, I don't have to go to an app with only other members of the LBGTQ community. I either match with somebody live or I don't. So now it opens up a whole new horizon of play, like places you can meet people. And then for, yeah. for, and it's, we're, we're doing it in a way that's not intrusive. You're not giving it, you're not going to give anybody your name. You can only see it within 35 feet. So it's always like within like proximity, uh, proximity. So, so the way that we're, you know, that we're building this, it's all, it's all built on the human connection and when you're out. And I think that that's what was missing in my eyes is how, how can you have this available to where when you're out, you can use your app. Because most of the time, what you're doing is trying to escape by the time yeah, you normally, well, to Well, and this it. is the thing. And what, where, where I want to spend some time talking about this is, you know, there's, there's this idea that technology is in competition with human experience. And I continue living my life going, it's actually not. Like if anything, if you use technology right, you actually can enhance and enrich your human experience and you can have more meaningful, more significant human interactions with other people. Like technology doesn't have to drive you to isolation. It doesn't have to drive you away from people. It can actually bring you together. And so when I come across things where people are doing things in a meaningful way to do that. Um, it's, it's always fascinating how that works. Cause again, I think you're hitting on some of these things where people are very lonely and yet they struggle because they've been so isolated with knowing how to re-engage with one another. And, and you know, the other thing, and, and this, and we talked about how we're releasing this, you know, within about a month or two. So we wanted to kind of build a user experience around the social media platform. And also we have this, <clears throat> what is the one question that, Everybody always asks when you get to any place and you're trying to find somebody, it's like, where are you at? So we made it very simple. The feature is called, where are you at? <laughs> and you find your friends, <laughs> you find your friends. And the moment you hit the, where are you at? It'll throw a view button and you see each other's location and augmented reality. It's so small, but to be able to just see each other at a distance, it, there's like no need. You know, when, when you have, when you share your location with somebody, it'll take you to like the parking structure but it won't take you all the way inside to where the person's at. So like, that's where the missing link, right? So that's where we created this feature. So, and it's great at theme parks. We talked about the theme parks. It's great at big venues. Once you know, and you're both able to see each other, you'll locate each other at a distance. And then, oh, there they go. That's it. Okay. You, don't, you don't have to okay. continue to, to use it all the way up, but you can. And then if, if you're in a crowd and you're indoors, you're able to get that same Again, being able to see each other in augmented reality at a, sh at a short distance indoors, it's little things that make such a big difference on how to find each other. If you think about a situation where you might need to locate each other because there's an active shooter there, or an emergency right. happens, you want to be, if you're going to get step to step and it's trying to navigate and reroute your path, you're going to have that big delay, right? As you're moving. Yeah. But the way that we created it is just being able to see each other with this augmented dot and it tells you the distance and you're like, okay, boom, they're there. Let's run towards safety or let's meet up somewhere. But now we know where we're at. And, or well, and I think parent, what's interesting about this one, right? Cause your point, the, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line <laughs> yeah. type of a thing, which 
I think sometimes, and it's interesting when we first met, cause it's been a while now. So you were still in the early stages and now you're, you know, like I said, you're, you're very close to, um, you know, this launch point, but it's one of these things where you've hit that right balance. And I think this is important when we consider the human experience as, as we think about technology, the fact that people are still capable beings. And so what you just talked about there is a simple example of where I could see a technology wasting a ton of time and resources in trying to create this dynamically mapping, like it tries to figure out, okay, well, there's this object in here. And so we're going to try and do this. And you could waste a whole ton of time trying to perfect the perfect pathway through this thing, not taking into account your app is ideally designed for people who are on foot or, you know, whatever. And they're capable human beings. Like people aren't walking into a brick wall and just going like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do about this type of a thing. They can figure out in their head, okay, I need to go around here, but they know trajectory wise, I just need to get to that direction or to like your active shooter situation. I don't want to be over there. I want to go the opposite direction of whatever that is. And and you know, in the casino space, I'm going to go back to this. And in the theme park, these venues are usually, you know, as long as you point it in the right direction, you can figure everything out yourself. So we have right. the, the map view, but then you go to the map and it's like, well, you got to go around this path and go around the machines or you got to go around the plaza. And you're like, no, I can just go straight. You know, so, so that's one of the elements where I was like, you know, when we built this and we're using it live, it's like, really, it's, it's a way to get where you want to go so much quicker. You, and, and if you have a kid in your hand, you don't want to go step by step. I have that with a stroller and I'm carrying a drink and a backpack. And I just look, just point me in the right direction. I'll figure it out. So, yeah. (laughs) Right. Cause trust me, trust me. When you've got a double or triple stroller and the thing's like, yeah, just walk through this. And you're looking ahead. You're going like, I'm not going to fit or like that looks like an absolute nightmare. So you're having to problem solve and figure some of this stuff out anyway. And then we avoided some of the issues. Like, you know, uh, Google has live view, right. Where you can put it up and it's kind of, so if it's not getting a perfect read on where you're at, it's not going to provide the arrows and it goes right back to map view. Also it's trying to process all that information as you're walking and sometimes it can't. So then it goes right back to map view. So it all, it all depends on what's available. It's great to have, but too much. And you, you touched on this last time. You're like a lot of the times people spend so much time on getting things perfect. Right. And they, yes. and they miss out on the opportunity to just bring it out and just be useful. And that's what we want to be. We just want to be useful, help people connect, help you, get to that one location at the park, find a friend for, you know, a bonfire, whatever it may be. All we're, we're all about the human connection and how, how can you get to these, the, the social media side of it, we talked about how I envisioned this different, right? I, I was like, look, my personal experiences are gonna be awesome for me to share to my daughter who's 14 and my son who's 10 months. You know, those, those memories where they could say, look, I stood with my dad here. This is yeah. where we shared time at the lake. So for your own personal memories i think locations matter and and to be able to share well and this goes back to this human experience component of experience does matter and it's an integral part of our life experience and there's so many things tied to places and the memories that we have with those things and how those connect to the relationships we have with one another and sometimes there's this tendency to say well how do we get back to the way it used to be. But I think there are ways that technology done right can actually enhance and enrich that experience. And just like the one you, you gave there of, you know, yeah, maybe there's a specific memory that's contextualized by the place that you are and the people that you're with. And you want to preserve that so that if you ever revisit that, that whole memory then comes back versus, well, I have a picture of this, but I don't actually even remember where that picture came from. Like it, it, yeah. I think it was kind of like in this area, but like, I don't know exactly so, where that was. So, and we have this version now, but as we're integrating into, you know, augmented reality glasses, you're going to see how this platform is like perfectly meant for those type of experiences, right? To be able right to now, you're right now you're optimized for mobile, correct? Yeah. Okay. And okay. I think that's, also really need to talk about like the, the whole augmented reality glasses and people were talking very early on. It's like, how do you see this with the Apple vision pro or, yeah. or with that? I go, <clears throat> I don't, 
I know that the Apple Vision Pro, this generation might not be the smoothest transition, but if you look at what yeah, they got we're, planned, we're in, we're in the awkward tween age years yeah. and we can, we can talk about this a little bit with the, the wearables. I would but, say but, with the wearable, especially headset, we're in the tween age years. But if you look at the biggest obstacle that they've had, and I think that's why we're excited to be that middle ground. Whenever like the Google lens came out and meta meta, they, they, uh, the quest, they had an issue because there wasn't enough users. It, it was all dependent yep. on other people having these, you know, uh, virtual reality headsets. And there was no way if you didn't have the headset, you could participate with people who did have a headset. There was so no now, merging the two. Yeah. So now if we're building this and you're having people from our platform be able to, you know, be on the same platform as somebody using the glasses. Now you think about that experience, right? Like you're wearing these smaller glasses that are going to come out like one, one use the way I see that the Apple vision pro is going to, you know, they're going to have a smaller headset, almost like what Google lens had. And you're, you're eventually going to get there, right? You're, you're getting closer because you look at the size of that uh, quest pro to the size of this Apple vision pro and you're like, okay, it's getting there. So eventually now you can see, okay, that platform will be easy to use. And something like what we have, you could bookmark it, get to the event and be like, oh, I have everything I need right within the screen. And you're scrolling and then getting directions to it. Like how much more awesome that. So yeah, I think it integrates well, but I, I think that the one thing that they always had an obstacle with was getting the user base up. Yeah. And, and, well, and, and if I we think... could... Go for it. Finish, finish your thought. I oh, told yeah. you this is how we, this is how we have conversations. <laughs> <This is laughs> I warned you before words. we went Trust live. Me. And I'm, I'm 100% okay with that. I, that's usually me, by the way. <laughs> so... No, I, I just, I just see that, you know, it's always been the obstacle to have enough users. And if you have a platform that's going to be able to share these experiences and we're building around augmented and having more features roll out, when you have somebody like on a vast majority using this on their, on their mobile phone, and now you have something like the Apple Vision Pro, it's a seamless experience. And, and you talk, you heard what Apple said, they're looking for the next app that's going to be able to have the reason for you to use this Apple Vision Pro. And if we can enhance that experience, I want to be on the forefront. Our team, that we talked about it two years ago when there was a rumor that the headset was going to come out. I go, look, we have to get this right. And, and I can really see this. I'm, I love technology. I love the, the whole idea yeah. of how it could connect us. Uh, but I, I always looked at that. Like, how could <clears throat> technology, you, we, how could we use technology to connect us to not only other uh, users, but then to experiences. And I think when I well, go to these events, what's interesting, what's interesting about the journey of social and I, I might be dating myself with this now, but um, you know, I remember when Facebook first came out and it really was designed to help you connect. I mean, that's really what it was because in the early days of Facebook, it was only certain college campuses had it. And you know, you, you got invited to it. It was a big deal. And it was to help you know, like, who are the different people that you're now at school with, who before you had no connection with. So really, the Facebook in its original, well, not in its original Mark Zuckerberg, you know, that whole thing. But like, when it really started going mainstream, it really was about proximity. It was about, okay, you are in this experience, this life experience together with people. Do you know who they are? And I think that's why Facebook exploded the way it did when it started was you had this shared human experience that you were all struggling with going, okay, we're all at school now. Like, I don't know these people I'm trying to fit in. I'm trying to figure out who do I connect with? Who do I not? Who's the weirdo that I'm not going to be friends with type of a thing. And Facebook created an avenue where you could do that while getting to know people that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise had an opportunity to get to know and it exploded. And I think over time, the traditional social media experience has faded from that. You know, I mean, I, I think in some ways it's lost that. And I think what you're doing with this is actually in some ways bringing a new generation of bringing people together in a shared experience. You're going through this experience together now. How do we make it more meaningful? How do we connect you with others who are also going through that? Yeah, and I, and I think that's always the the goal, right? You look at other apps that are like, is it Omegle? That's just like a live chat between one user and another, very popular. You're going through one person. I'm like, that's awesome. You have people just connecting to the video chat and it's randomly like 
throwing it there. Those are the type of things where you get, <clears throat> you know, you get randomly thrown into this conversation and you, that's what people need nowadays, how to start a con conversation and how to find ways you connect with other people. And I think for us to be able to do that on a live platform, I think that's something that's always been missing. Um, and then it, it's just a simple connection nowadays. You, you look at, I went to New York for this networking event and people are like, you flew all the way down here. And I go, you know, it's hard to find these events that happen everywhere. And it's hard to like say, okay, well, what circle am I going to get in? So you find this event and you see all these, you know, um, VCs and, and, you know, entrepreneurs that are, are joining and you're like, this should be easy to create anywhere. And, and people are, are looking to connect. That's why so many people are showing over a thousand people at the event. Uh, Andrew Young, I believe it's the one that threw it. He did a great job with that. So I'm like, okay, there's, there's a need there. People are longing for this connection. And, and especially now, I think there's so much support <clears throat> online for people talking about their journey. So I think that avenue is still important, right? The social yeah. media you have now, I think is important because you get so much information. Um, starting out this journey and not having any, any background in it. <clears throat> we talked a little bit about that last time. And, you know, I come from, from. I, I well, that's what I was going to say. Let's go, let's take a trip. Normally I do this on the front end of the show, but we kind of jumped into kind of what we're doing and we'll come back to it as well. Um, but I actually would love to hear like where, for those who are listening, who don't know Luis, don't know your background. Cause this is a pretty, in my opinion, a pretty progressive take on, the social sphere, the future of immersive tech and all this stuff, your background is not in that space. So what, no. <laughs> like, what is your background and how did you end up going, you know what, I'm actually going to try and tackle <laughs> social media and immersive tech at once. That's a bold, that's a bold move, by the way. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a big mountain to climb. Um, I started my journey um, as a shuttle driver. And I was a shuttle okay. driver for a dealer. And, and um, I saw that one of my, uh, my buddies, and I was still trying to figure out what I was going to do. So I had okay. one of my buddies, and I always tell this to anybody that I hire, because it's such an important story to me. <clears throat> I, was, I didn't know what I wanted to do as far as a career. And I was like, like oh, you know what, I'm going to figure this out. And one of my buddies was helping this couple, and they had been married for about 50 years. And she would drive in front of him, and, and he would come behind her. They would drop off the car. And they would see my buddy, Corey Wong. Corey would help them and they would go on their way. One day she comes by and she's by herself. And she goes, he left me. He passed away. So she hugs him and he goes, don't you worry. Whatever you're going to need, I'll always be here for you. So I told myself, if I'm going to do anything, I want something that's going to have a meaningful connection with whoever I'm helping. And I love customer service. I just, I love helping people. That's my, my yeah. biggest thing. But <clears throat> even early on, I always thought that the human connection was very important. So fast forward, I'm helping this couple, John and Elizabeth, and they had been married for a long time. And she uh, needed an oxygen tank and he was going blind. So together they went everywhere together, right? They were always helping each other to get to where they needed to go. Yeah, they one were day, completely dependent on each other. Yeah, and one day she comes in with this uh, younger lady and she goes straight to me and she goes, same words, Louis, he left me. And I just give her a hug and I tell her the same thing. I said, Whatever you need in the future, I'm going to be here for you. And the lady that was with her was actually her daughter. And she goes, Louis, you're Louis. They always talked about you. And I'm like, I only see them three times a year, but I was a household name, right? <laughs> so <clears throat> it was important to me. And I, I, uh, I ended up, you know, becoming a manager. I was uh, out of uh, 109 stores. I was only one of two minorities that did it. It was important to me to just be able to know that I could, I could, you know, get the position and we grew we outgrew the district. We were growing like 20% compared to everybody else. I was a five. And then from there, I was able to <clears throat> take this to the next level. And, and we were one of the leaders within that, uh, that fortune 500 company Sonic that I was at, and they saw the potential there. And I, it's so funny. I was, I was always into technology. So very early on, okay. I would date myself, but do you remember having a download a file whenever you send somebody a video and it's like, Oh my gosh. So then these links came out and you could just buffer and it was quick. So they were using this yeah. for the sell side. I mean, it wasn't and, uh, quick when buffering first came out, yeah, yeah. but you know, we all remember like real it was media better. and you know, you're like, yeah, yeah. Hey, at least you only have to buffer it type of a thing. So, so I, I had this like corporate meeting and we had already introduced this to our service uh, customers. Right. And, and yeah. it had already grown about like 
our sales had grown about like, I want to say like 23%, just for the implementation to be able to present people like, hey, this is what you need and so forth. So we, we ended up growing the business and, and I was in this corporate meeting and while everybody's talking, I just sent them a message regarding the meeting. And they're like, you just sent everybody a text? I go, yeah, that's how quick it is to let somebody know, hey, like, this is what you need. We introduced this and this is why our numbers are up. So now seven, they decided that 70% of our stores needed to have the same tech. And I introduced that. So at a very early stage, I was always like, how can we connect people using technology? And how can we, you know, have that message <clears throat> that they, they need to see? Because in sales, you're always trying to paint a picture, right? And what's easier than a video? <laughs> so, so that's why I said, okay, um, we, I moved over to sales. And again, <clears throat> I, uh, we were able to grow the business and I built a name for myself within this Fortune 500 company. So I felt like I was always groomed for it, you know, okay. being part of these corporate meetings and budgets. And, and now that I have a team, I've always, you know, I've had a larger part of my career in management than anything. And well, what made you I, go, what made you, so something you said really interests me because it's a shared, I think this is why we had a shared connection when we first met, which was similar to you. I always had an affinity for technology. I love technology, but I saw, and I was more interested in how technology was shaping the human experience and how it was making us distinctly more human, which a lot of times we look at tech as a way to remove the human capability. Like let's automate this, let's streamline this, let's optimize all this. And it's taking away from it. But I actually saw so much opportunity to go, uh, I mean, yeah, it can do that, but it also is so powerful and capable to do so much more to make our relationships richer, to make us, you know, things more significant and all that. And it sounds like that was a similar path for you where you were going, I see opportunity for technology to connect us quicker, to build these meaningful relationships. How did that transition to, you know what I should do? I should start a AR social media app. <laughs> yeah, I know. I so I had this idea, and I had talked to my COO actually, uh, Octavio, and I was telling him like, like, what what if you could connect people live when you're at an event? Like, think about the dating platform. Okay. And the reason I was saying that is because after I got divorced, um, you know, I was on these dating platforms, and and I was noticing like there was this trend. It was changing the way that you view dating, and like to this day, that's just the way it is right? You, you have so many options in front, front of you, right? There's, you know, a thousand profiles that you're competing against and everybody has these messages. And like the moment that any little thing doesn't go the way that you want in that conversation, that's it. You swipe and you go on to the next. And that's not a natural okay. way of looking at anything, right? Especially in a relationship you're married. That's not the way, well, yeah, <laughs> that's not the way human relationships work, at least not good ones. In yeah. real human relationships, you're not like, well, you did one thing I don't like, you know, I'm going to kick yeah. you off. And then for some people, they never get the full experience of the dating app, right? If they're not, if you're, if you don't have this filtered profile that's at the top 10, you might not get the experience of the swipes in your favor. Yeah. But it was There's so the lunchbox version of the steak dinner. If you're in yeah. this top 10, you get this experience. If you're in the rest of it, then yeah, it's not the same. So, so a lot of people never get that full experience and they feel like, think about that feeling that they carry, like, wow, I go out and I meet people all the time, but on this platform, I just can't get anything going. Right. So then it just messes with your psyche. So then I go, okay, well, think about <laughs> this. When you go out, everybody has a bar and your bar is different. I'm going to tell you, if you're at home and you're going through this hundred profiles, you're very picky. Eh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Swiping, you know, just swiping away until you find that perfect profile, right? When you're out in person, that scale drops. One, because nobody lives like their filter. Like nobody yeah. lives like their Instagram. So that, that, that grading curve that you have is just completely different out in person. So now you make these connections and to be able to see that. Well, and you're actually getting to meet the real person. That's yeah. the other thing. It's very easy to see a profile of someone and say, oh, I, and nitpick which I think is what happens a lot of times on social media. It's easy to be like, well, I don't like that. And I wouldn't do that. And it's like, well, that's easy to say, but you put that person in the same room with someone who maybe on social media, they would easily argue. And suddenly they go, now I'm actually meeting you as a person. I'm realizing you're another human being. We have mutual points of connection. I'm really actually enjoying this experience with you. And, and it just really changes the dynamic of how you see things. Totally changes so now, the dynamic. So you're, you're in this room and now you're like, it's nice that you go, oh, look, there's somebody I match with. 
they want to be talked to. Right. It's a lot which, easier. Which, if on the dating room. app, you would have you would have swiped left or whatever. I don't even know which yeah. way you swipe on these things. But you yeah, do yeah. right. You'd, you'd be like, nah. So so now you you go to like now you make an event and you're at this restaurant and say there's only 15 people, but it's at a brunch and you see two people together. You might not go to that that group because you're like, ah, oh, they're having a brunch. They're friends. You don't know what it can be. But now that you see that, oh, somebody's on the app, you're like, oh, it's okay for me to come up. They, that whole experience yeah. where you would, have, you would have never approached that table changes the whole dynamic. It's so almost just, a visual indicator of like, I'm open to engaging with people around me. And people are looking for that avenue. You know, that you, people like there's 13.5 paying customers for dating apps, 13.5 million, right? People are looking to connect. And they're not getting the full experience out of these dating apps. And like, you see that now. So I, the way that, you know, we always look at it is like, people are looking for another avenue. There's a, an app that's called Thursdays where they have a bunch of singles that they invite, they throw these events and they invite everybody to the event to meet there. That's, that became very popular because it's, again, people are looking for that avenue. There was uh, another, I, I believe another one that involved the ring where people wear this to identify that they're single. I don't know about that approach because I don't know. I mean, I don't, you think about how many people date people with rings. <laughs> That's already a bad experience. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, but, you know, like people are looking for that avenue and you don't necessarily want to let everyone know like, okay, this is like, like, how do you feel when somebody sees your, your dating profile, right? Like you don't want that information out there. Right. But if you don't have to give much right. information and just have it as, you know, a signal. Well, and I think something you're hitting on though, and I think this is, you know, I'd be curious as people listen to this, or, you know, if you're listening now, um, you know, your comments on this, but this is a shared human experience that people have, whether you're introverted or extroverted, where you're in a social environment and you want people to know either I'm, I am interested in engaging and this isn't even about dating. This is just yeah. even about like, I'm interested in connecting and chatting and getting to know people around me, but you also want to go about your business because it can look really desperate and awkward when you're like desperately trying to go connect with people. And so it's like, well, I don't necessarily want to be that, but I also want to sense, want people to have a sense that, yeah, I am friendly and I'm interested in getting to know people who are around me to enrich my experience type of a thing. And it's this healthy balance of being able to continue connecting and really enjoying your experience without distracting you on, well, now how am I going to enrich that while kind of creating an environment that is much more inclusive? Yeah. And, and throughout this whole experience, it's been, uh, it's been enlightening. You know, I, I talked to the people in the fields they love the concept and that, that positive reinforcement of everybody seeing that we're trying to push. And I've been able to get some great help. And we talked about all the availability that you have now, all this information. And as for somebody who doesn't come from this world, to be able to go to, to get our patents very early on, to find the right developer, like understanding that there's other v, uh, founders that have documented this path and that information is available to you. And it's so, it's so crucial because you see some of the obstacles that they had very early on, I was able to say, okay, we shouldn't build this way. This is some of the things that we should look at. How should I market this? How should, you know, it's all the examples of things that have worked in the past and people yeah. that are going through that right now. Even we talked about the VC route, being able, I talked to somebody at this, uh, at this networking event and they gave me a great perspective. They had, they had an AI company and they had raised, I believe, 130 million two years ago. And he goes, he goes, you're coming in at a time where it's so tight to try to get investment. He goes, it's everything has kind of you know flipped, and the companies that had easy access to those funds are now trying to go back to the same VCs, and they're just not going to go back into the. No, they're not going to do it again. Yeah, and it and it leaves them with this half finished project, or they like it's just, the runway is a lot shorter now, and. So I look at it like, okay, I didn't do this two years ago because I could have gone with the you know funding round very early on. We bootstrapped it, but he told me you're actually doing this, and it's nice to talk to somebody to get their perspective. He goes, he goes, it's actually nice that you didn't go through that. He goes, there's the plus and the cons, but if you continue to bootstrap it, 
you're going to have way more control as you're pushing this out and flexibility. Yeah. You won't dilute yourself too early on. Yeah. And uh, I, I think we've had the right, the right team. I also have a team of developers that are very open to these ideas that I have. And I think it's important that this is their world. So if they were to shut me down very early in the creative stage, like saying that's not possible, then I would have been less open to build what we've built so far. And I say that because, you know, the first obstacle that we had was like, how can you use your mobile phone to find other users at a close proximity? It didn't exist. We're building it from scratch. And uh, it was a conversation that I had with somebody <clears throat> three months prior that led, so my developers were having a, you know, a time where they were stuck on this. And I just went down the rabbit hole. And after one of the meetings, I just sent them all the articles I found. It validated the fact that I, I'm resourceful and I can bring this to the team. Um, and then for them to be able to see like, okay, like he's really invested in trying to get us there. And, and they were able to, through those articles, find out what we needed. And I think that was such a key experience for me just to be able to say, look, I'm not just trying to provide the ideas and the direction. Like I want to be a part of this process with this team. And now there's a respect that we have for each other. And I, I adore everybody from Brianna, Fahad, uh, Abraham, Octavio, and like they've, they've all done such a good job of getting this uh, project on the the lines of communication on, on deciding what are we going to bring out first? You know, you, you talked about it. It's yeah. like, if you wait too long to get stuff perfect, you're going to miss out on the opportunities. Right. And, and there's a lot of people that I talked to along the way, they go, they wait till they have the whole project on. By that time you missed the boat. So we're, yeah. we're releasing this in stages and our first stage is our social media. The second stage is the, where are you at? which is the question we all ask each other, right? I was at yeah. a graduation for, for my daughter for her eighth grade graduation. And I saw people on their phone. It's like, where are you at? Where are you at? And it was like, you couldn't share your location, right? Because there's a bunch of people and it just takes you to the parking lot. And I was sitting there. It's like, I have an app for this. And we're like, not, not out yet. You know, it was, it was one of those things where I was like, just, I wish the app would have been out during that time. And, but we're out now and I think it's useful and people are, are enjoying the experience and we're just trying to continue to grow. Well, more. and I think about the possibilities of some of the things, even going back to something, you know, you brought up earlier, this, this loneliness epidemic we're in right now. Um, and, you know, we're about to come into election season, which I am just absolutely dreading because as if the world wasn't polarized enough, you know, we're just going to pour gasoline all over the fire but I think about some of these things and the possibility that it has. And, you know, as I've studied human relationships over the years, those points of connection, the opportunities to connect people on what they have in common versus what divides them is such an important part to building relationships and building relationships with people that maybe you wouldn't necessarily have going back to your dating app example. Like you would have looked at their profile and gone, nah. I don't even want to be in the same room as this person. But now you say, but what do we have in common? And I think this proximity piece really ties into that. Because if you think about it, if you are at the same location as someone else, you already have a shared point of interest for whatever that is, right? You're at a, a, a concert, you're at a festival. What, that is a shared point of interest. And even if you may differ on some other really big things, there is something that you have in common with them that now creates an opportunity and an avenue to start building bridges with people who you may not before. So I'm actually curious for you, what really is your vision for what this could do? I mean, where do you see, and not just specifically like, well, you could use it for this and some of the specific use cases, but like, as you started building this, what vision do you have or did you have to kind of say, I, I would love to solve this in the world by bringing this to life that human connection you know you you could have twenty thousand followers and you could still feel alone you know like and that and that's powerful man i, I mean there's, there's so many, many examples of that celebrities yeah. they're known by millions millions of yeah. household names and they're like i am the loneliest person on the planet because nobody really knows me yeah and i'm just the perfect example you throw this one video and you go viral and you get 10,000 followers and they're commenting and now you're going to have positive and negative comments. Yeah. That, that, that feeling, that feeling that you're going to have compared to you just went to a family party and you met 
three people and you guys share your number and it's people that are, you're going to be able to text throughout the week. What's more powerful? These followers that, that again, you're not going to have that personal connection with because it's like they're following you. Now you have to like watch what you put up there. You got to watch their comments and like you don't, or this because going pretty, back to the dating profile analogy, now you're just a profile to them that they're going to yeah. swipe left or swipe right on. It's yeah. not, there's no human connection between the two of you. Or you went to this event and you met three people and now you're, you have so many things in common and you're messaging each other. Those three people are probably going to be around, right? It's a whole different type of connection because you say, Hey, I'm going out here. Do you want to go catch coffee? You want to go catch lunch? So if, if we become that avenue where, Anytime that people go, they're looking forward to saying, hey, a notification, there's this many users and there's an event near you. That feeling that you would get like, oh, dude, I was part of this last time. and It was an awesome experience. Boom. Like those live events and those connections, those conversations, you can't, those are, those are gold. Having those actual conversations, meeting people live, having those human connections. That's what, I think that's what is so powerful and what people are lacking because they don't even know how to start. Not only like, how do you, how do you approach people nowadays? Right. You see, you see <clears throat> for the dating side of it, people are like, why would you come up to me now? Right. I'm just trying to shop. I'm just trying to like sit here, read a book, <laughs> you know, like, but you're, you know, you don't, you don't know when you have the green light to just have a normal conversation. And some people are just sitting there. Like, I wish somebody would come up and have a conversation with me. You don't know what people are going through, but people just want that connection. And not everybody has the, the family to have that with. Not everybody has that they, you know, they grew up and uh, friends in their neighborhood. So people are looking for that. And, and my goal would be that we become that platform where you smile every time you get a notification and it's that there's an event by you and you know, you're going to be able to connect with people in real time. And not only for the dating, but for the networking, because it's so powerful. You go to a convention and you have other people that are just trying to say, okay, I'm a DC fan. I'm a Marvel fan. And you'd have that live. It's just another way for people to connect and have a conversation, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about that aspect. I've talked to a lot of people and um, when they've used the platform, they go, it's it just, there's something that's so easy about knowing, Oh, look, that person wants to be talked to. And for yeah. the other person, all I have to do is turn on my status. I can have my phone in my pocket and I'm still part of the experience. Yeah. Again, you don't have to be like this the whole time, but it's just an avenue that you have it. And well, you because can... you all, right, and again, this goes back to human experience. We all have those moments where we've all been in those situations. And actually, I was reading, reading some research about this the other day. It was a really interesting study. And they studied um, people who went on airplanes. And they asked everybody, do you prefer to talk to strangers on an airplane? Or do you prefer to just be left alone? And the vast majority of people said, I prefer to be alone. I prefer to be left alone. But when they actually surveyed the overall happiness of people and found the people who talked to people on the plane versus the people who didn't, the overall satisfaction and happiness of people was significantly higher for people who actually engaged with someone else. Because it, And so we know that there is this component of even when we feel like we don't necessarily want to, there is this desire in us to feel a connection with the people around us. And I think what you're doing is you're creating, you're using technology to create safe ways for people to opt into that. Because like you said, I think that's one of the big barriers for a lot of times is like, how do you let people know, Hey, I'm open to engaging with people right now. And maybe, you know what, in 15 minutes, I'm going to be a little overstimulated because I'm an introvert and I can't handle it for too long. So I want to swipe that off because I kind of need to be left alone. But then when I start to have those moments where I go, you know what, I actually really would like to engage with others and maybe I'll lean in and go seek people out or maybe I'll see if people come seek me out, but I can toggle that on and off. But then you also have that option for somebody to just say, like, do not disturb. I'm going to have, I'm not available to anybody, you know, and like right. that is to be able to have the control on that is also powerful, right? To just say like, look, let me, I'm just control the environment around me. Like this isn't the right time for me to talk to anyone. I just want to enjoy with my friends or whatever the, the case may be. So I, I think that avenue to, to be able to give people that control and then to just say, if, I, if I'm in the mood, if the, the setting is right, like I want to connect with everybody around me. So 
Yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's a, it's, it's a whole different dynamic. And like you said, on a plane, it's so relatable. Like that, it, we all have that experience, especially now that we're driving, traveling more. I enjoy a good conversation. Like I, you know, it makes the time pass by. And right. you, know, you could tell, you could tell who doesn't. <laughs> they're like, okay, that's nice. And they put their headphones on. And, you know, but right. I think to the point, and, and this is, I think, one of the things, and I'm seeing this in workforce trends all the time anyway, which is, People want to have more autonomy to be able to opt in and out of different things based on their personal situation and their circumstances, because that changes throughout the day. You know, I think sometimes we just put people in boxes. Oh, you're an extrovert. That means you always want to be talking to people. No, it actually does. Oh, you're an introvert. That means you don't like to talk to people. No, I'm extremely introverted. And yet there's times I want nothing more than to just engage in conversation and talk with every single person in the room. And then there's other times where, like you said, I want the DND sign that says like, don't interrupt me. Don't talk to me. Like I do not want to engage, but that's very difficult to do without technology because how do you communicate that? You know, unless we had some sort of universal language where it's like, okay, if you're wearing a red shirt, it me, but then what do you change your shirts? All the, what you're doing is you're actually using technology to create channels for people to be able to express where they are to those around them. And I think that's a powerful, powerful tool. Yeah. And then we want to do it in a way that is not intrusive. Very early on, we talked about like, what if you can message people around you that, you know, that are part of the event? I'm like, no, you don't want to do that. I go, think about it. You're that one person that everybody wants to talk to and now you got 50 messages that's not an experience like you're gonna have to like say no to a bunch of people random strangers around you like no like it 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 would kill the experience for the user so we're like we're gonna make this to the point where you still have to approach the person we're just gonna give you the opportunity to see like oh there's there's a link between which is exactly what ar is supposed to be it's giving you a digital layer of indicators to use your perceptions and your senses, you still have responsibility for the actions that you take, but it's layering digital information on the real world to help you do that more intelligently. Yeah, and then not not in a way that it's not gonna give away your personal information. It's just gonna give just enough, like whether or not it's the field of work that they work in, and then if not, you match or you don't match. So it's like, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna give my name, where I'm from, no, no social no, security no, no, yeah, number, yeah, home yeah, address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we don't. We just want to keep it very basic and uh, and open that path. But yeah, to me, that would be the goal. That would that would be the goal sure. to to be able to see that. But you know, uh, like I like I told you, we did the. We were trying to show the power of like a, a food influencer. So Keith Lee is a huge influencer on TikTok. We did this fan page. My wife and I are big fans. So I said, you know what? Let's just create a, this this page as a fan page. And, you know, I did like this little tag. So like, you know, if, if he doesn't like it, we could take it off. But it was just a cool experience for my team to build. And me and my wife went out and we've been to Vegas a couple of times and trying to find some of these spots and get the information on what he graded or find the old videos makes it really hard. On our page, it made it very easy because everything went into the collection. And what turned out to be like trying to showcase the app turned out to be one of the best dates that we've had in a long time because it was just us and we're picking these food spots. And it's- The two of seen, you went on an adventure together. And and it was just an element that I'm like, you know what? It's it's just a, being able to see something through somebody else's eyes on on whether that might be places to visit, to take a picture, see, you know, parts of the city you never explored before. But like to be able, she said, let me start off because I really like this video. And we started off there. The food was amazing. We went to the next spot. It was amazing. And then by the end of it, we just had this little journey that we went on. And it's something that, you can't replicate with, with other, you know, platforms. And I thought that was just such a cool experience. So whether I'm going to be at the park or I'm going to be just visiting a new city, you can just have that stay on your feet. And, and it became, it became one of the nicest times to just kind of like explore, you know, and I think that's a cool aspect. You, you see something through somebody else's eyes. Like if, if you went to go visit, you know, Denver and you're like, you had like these spots that you went there. And I just, all I do is bookmark, your profile and I go to your Denver trip and I just go, Oh, you know what? I saw that spot that he visited. Let's go there. So you could kind of just create this yeah. journey through your, through your friend's eyes. And, and what better to do that with the people, you know, it's like, you saw, you saw this picture. Let me, let me try to like go through that trip that they took. Cause I really like yeah. a couple of spots they touched. So yeah, we're just trying to have a different Avenue. Well, and I'm just even thinking, you know, again, I know we're just kind of talking some of the use cases, but again, how this is enriching, 
the human experience in meaningful ways. And again, could you use it for non-meaningful things? You, of course you could. But I think the potential for some of this stuff, like I think of the number of times I've talked to people where they've gone on a trip and they've had really meaningful experiences at certain things. And then they're trying to explain to someone, yeah, you got to go like, when you go, you got to make sure you do this. And it's like, well, I don't, like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, you can't quite put yourself in their shoes, but what this allows you to do then is say, well, let me actually experience that trip the way you did so that when I go, I can actually experience it in a similar way. And now we not only have the shared connection of we've both been to the same place, but we've shared some of those experiences through this. Yeah, it's, it's really powerful. We, <clears throat> going through that, being there live and then seeing them, like to be able to see the world through somebody else's eyes in that aspect and just kind of touch on the exact same spots. Because it, it might be that they just take a picture in front of a mural, but you're like, oh, we really would love to see that in person. Or like they, on this nature trail, right? They were not all the way through the trail, but they saw this perfect view. And it just gives you the ability to capture these little moments. And I know it's small, but in the, in the long run, to be able to share that experience is, is so huge. But I think the thing with it, and this is just my observation on human existence <laughs> over the years is mm -hmm. sometimes it's those small things that are actually the big things. And it's the big things that actually don't really matter all that much. Sometimes it's these little things of like, this is the thing that seemed completely innocuous, but actually it had the most significance and being able to share that with someone else is extremely, extremely powerful in forging and strengthening the bond you have between those two people. Yeah, no, I, I, <clears throat> it's very important. I, uh, I, I touch back on the, some of the other work that we're doing and, and just the outreach for the community to be able to know you yeah. have resources available through programs that you're trying to work with. That stuff is, is, is so important because they're looking for an avenue to connect with, you know, so many people and, and trying to relay that information, plan it ahead of time. You could do things on the fly through this platform that you wouldn't be able to do on others. And I think that's to share it with the masses. And I think that's where I'm excited. I would love to see where the community outreach goes. I love to see how you can build a community. I think people need a sense of community. I think that's missing. And to be able to, to have that is going to be key. And, and seeing where this simple thing is like just being able to find each other in the crowd, right? Like how many times do you go somewhere and it's like, why, why does this have to be so hard? I don't want to go step yeah. by step. So yeah, no, it's been, it's no, been and I think that's, I think that's just it. And I think that's one of the beauties of augmented reality and why I get excited for, and why to me, it was disappointing that some of the momentum that immersive tech was gaining kind of lost steam in 2023. Cause there's so many things, like you said, where it's like, why does this have to be so hard? And it yeah, doesn't. And, and, and that's the beauty of the technology you look at a lot of the augmented reality and it's always been kind of like furniture, right? How do I, how is this furniture piece going to fit inside here? And then you have the, the other side of it, like um, I, the filters or like objects that you see or like the gaming. Like for me, we talked about this last time. I know a lot of people that are gamers and being out in the real world, like trying to move obstacles and trying to be the best at a game, it doesn't always blend. Right. So I, I think that yeah. that's, if you're looking at who you're, who you're trying to work with, that's kind of the hard part. If you're looking at augmented reality, I think virtual reality is great for that, but augmented reality, uh, there's, there's like, it's such a hard thing because people that want to be the best out of game want a lot of times they just want to be sitting down and like looking at a screen and trying to pass. Well, cause level. they need to isolate their, they need to isolate the variables. And that's the thing, the real world, there's a lot of obstacles. I mean, there's just yeah. a lot of obstacles in the way of things. And so when you're trying to do something that's hyper-focused, sometimes the obstacles of reality are like, I can't deal with that on top of all this. So then when we came out with this, I was like, okay, so how can we use this bit of technology in, in a way to help connect? And then seeing it working live in person. And it's so funny. It's like, you know, just a green light and the red light. Do I go forward? Do I not? And then giving yeah. the people the, the, the ability to just really control that. So I'm really excited at, at what we got building and, and for the future of what we're bringing with you on. We're right. on the app store well, now for, for iPhone. We're going to be on okay. the Play Store pretty soon. Okay. All right. So there you go, folks. Uh, if you're listening or watching, go check out the Yuan app on uh, iPhones and uh, keep an eye out for it on Android. 
Well, thank you so much, Luis. This was super fun. It was fun to reconnect and hear how much progress you've made since our last discussion. And um, again, you know, my, my proximity map would be pretty small right now, but I do have those memories and the places that I go um, that I can see, uh, you know, this really adding value. And um, I think for folks, it's a really cool way to use technology to bring people together. So thank you for sharing the journey and for, I look forward to hearing where it continues to go. Thank you, Christopher, for having me. And I appreciate it. You have a wonderful day. Continue doing all your work. I love listening and thank you for letting me be a part of it. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we will see you back next week.